0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Paychex Business Series podcast. I'm your host, Gene Marks. I'm a certified public accountant and regular business columnist for a bunch of publications, including Forbes and Entrepreneur and The Guardian and The Hill. But more importantly, I'm a small business owner of a financial and technology management services company. I've teamed up with Paychex, the leading provider of human resources, payroll, benefits, and insurance services, to bring you real life advice from real life business owners and industry experts. In this podcast, we're going to talk about some of the complexities of running a small business and how they're handling the challenges they face, in particularly uh, the Paycheck Protection Program and some recent changes made to it. My guest today, I am proud to say, is Eric Alsgerson. Eric is the CEO of at cpa.com. cpa.com brings innovative solutions to the accounting profession, either in partnership with leading providers or directly through its development. The company has established itself as a thought leader on emerging technologies and as the trusted business advisor to practitioners in the United States with a growing global focus. CPA.com is a subsidiary of the American Institute of CPAs and part of the Association of International Certified Professional Accountants, the world's largest accounting association. And By the way, Paychex is the preferred provider of AICPA business solutions for payroll, retirement, and HR services. Eric, welcome.
1: Hey, thanks, Gene. Great to be here.
0: I'm really glad that you're here. And I want to talk, uh, you know, in the the short time that we have about the Paycheck Protection Program, in particularly the changes to the program that was signed uh, into law by the president on Friday. We're here on Monday. Um, It's part of the Flexibility Act. and What I wanted to do is um, I, I want to go through... Uh, the the major parts of these changes with you. And I want to get your take on how these changes are going to affect people in the profession and their clients as well. Does that sound fair? Sounds great. So let's do it. So the first has to do with forgiveness. Originally the paycheck protection program allowed uh, businesses once they got funding um, to then document their expenses over an eight week period of time. And then after that eight week period was over they could apply for forgiveness of the loan that they, the loans that they received. The expenses are primarily payroll and some non-payroll expenses, which we're gonna talk about next. But as far as the forgiveness period, the eight weeks was not, by a lot of small businesses, not enough, mainly because a lot of businesses hadn't opened yet. So the Flexibility Act that was passed last week uh, and signed last week now gives 24 weeks, six months, uh, for businesses to accumulate the eligible expenses they need to apply for forgiveness. What are your thoughts on this extension, Eric?
1: Yeah, Gene, this this was a huge outcome. When you think back to the CARES and PPP Act, that was passed on March 27th. And there was a lot of unknowns then on how uh, how, how many businesses would be shut down. You know, six weeks later, eight weeks later, it became... Uh, or even a couple weeks after the passing of the original bill, it became very obvious that this eight week forgiveness period needed to have more flexibility. So that's what this, you know, it's called the flexibility act. That's what this was all about. uh, Giving business owners this increased flexibility, which they clearly needed because many of them were shut down by state, uh, you know, orders and they could not bring their employees back. They had just all kinds of operating issues. So now they have a 24 week forgiveness period. And one thing to remember is this is really not a loan. This is a grant program. It's a grant program to keep small businesses intact. So it's great that they they took this action. In some ways it would have been better to have it sooner uh, because there are some business owners that are going to be frustrated that they were following uh, the original rules, and they didn't utilize some of this flexibility.
0: Why do you say this is a grant program, Eric?
1: It's a grant program. Be- that's in, in essence what it was designed to do. The government wanted the small businesses who've been impacted to you know keep functioning, keep their employees on payroll, and if they met certain conditions, this loan would be forgiven. So it's a it's a, that and that's that's how the businesses and their CPA advisors have been really looking at this, and they've been very focused on making sure that they adhere to the compliance elements of the forgiveness portion of this loan, which then turns it into a grant.
0: You know, if it's and I agree with you, I think it is really in essence a, a grant program. But even though we say it's a grant program businesses are still going to have to go through process of applying for forgiveness with their lenders and providing financial information and documentation and, you know, and other sources of information to help the banks then say, okay, your loan is forgiven. Do do you think all of that is necessary?
1: I do. I think it is necessary because in all cases you have to always make sure uh, things are being done in a in a fair and effective fashion without fraud there's already been you know in in all cases when you have programs like this there's there's fraud that occurs there's been fictitious applications so you do need to have some checks and balances with that said we've been advocating to keep it as simple and as straightforward as process as, as, as possible uh, you need to uh, Make sure that you're minimizing the size of what of documents, the amount of documents that was required for the original loan application, and same thing here with the forgiveness period. Try to keep the documents to a minimum. Try to uh, m- make the uh, the complexity uh, as as small as possible regarding all the different calculations that need to be done. And this is something we've been working very hard on with Treasury and SBA at the AICPA, as well as with some of our coalition partners. And it's been, it's been a real-time process. I think improvements have been made. Uh, we still need some additional guidance related to how the forgiveness period uh, or process will work. That's gonna be coming out, today's June 8th, that's gonna be coming out over the coming days. So one comment I would make to business owners right now is you don't need to focus today on your forgiveness application. Give this some time for the additional guidance to come out. You now know you have 24 weeks, uh, so you've got a lot of flexibility there and wait till you have more certainty on the process before you start investing a lot of time Ah, uh, with your advisor at this stage, so it's it's really probably a July or August activity now, uh, not a tomorrow activity.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. And and from what I understand, um, after your loan period ends, you have up to ten months to apply for forgiveness.
1: After that, correct? That's that's correct. And you know, deadlines are good because you need to have a deadline to get things done. So that's that's plenty of time. And you now have this. 24-week forgiveness period. You also have additional, um, uh, you know, safe harbor provisions. Uh, I, I think you'll 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 be mentioning a couple of those as we go through the different elements of the act. But I'll just jump to one, where you have now till December 31st uh, to restore your headcount instead of June 30th. So that's that's a lot more flexibility.
0: Let's talk about that. So it's that means to restore headcount um, from what our headcount and our, I think our compensation levels were before COVID. Um, we now have until December 31st, that previously, like you said, it was June 30th. So that gives a lot of leeway. Um, what are your thoughts on that rule?
1: Well, I, I think that's just, uh, it's a, it's a practicality-based uh, rule because what, what has happened is businesses were shut down and, and before they knew they could even get uh, uh, approval on a PPP loan. Uh, they foreload some workers. Those workers have gone on unemployment. And now they're saying, OK, what's the best uh, way to bring my employees back on payroll as I get customers uh, back, as I'm allowed to open up my business? So now the business owner should just think about this more from a standpoint of what's the, the, the best way to do this and um you know, minimize uh, my expenses while I re restore my business, so they now have more time to think through that decision of bringing back uh, those those employees on payroll.
0: So really, between this, the twenty four week period, having ten months to apply for forgiveness, uh, you know I, I, one of the things that I'm getting from you is that business owners should not be worrying about forgiveness right now, is that right?
1: I think that's that's correct. What they need to do is they should. In this, in, in this is a very important time to be working with advisors. I, I think what's happening in the world today for all business leaders. I connect more and more with other business leaders for for input, and I I encourage business owners to connect uh, with your their peers to listen to podcasts like this to you know follow some of your writings, Gene, uh, but also to work with their with their their CPA firm, and you, you want to be documenting what you're doing. That's important. So you, you want to know that you should, you should document things um, and, and keep track of the decisions you're making. Because one thing that we've learned throughout this process is that things do change. So, and you don't know how they'll change. So the best thing to do is, is to document, uh, your decision and, uh, and how you went about that decision and that could become of, of great benefit to you. So that's what I would say. They don't need to worry about forgiveness as much, but they should meet with their advisors and they should keep track of what they're doing with their business.
0: The last thing I wanted to talk to you about, I mean, there there are a few other big things about this um, about the flexibility act that are important, but one of the the biggest Um, was sort of split between payroll and non-payroll expenses. Before uh, you had to spend 75% of it for you to get forgiveness, 75% of the expenses that you submit for forgiveness had to be payroll related. Now that number has been reduced to 60% with the other 40% being non-payroll items, such as rental payments on all personal property, uh, mortgage interest, uh, as well as uh, utilities, which I believe now also includes the internet as well as water and heat and electricity. Um, tell us about your thoughts on that on that split. Is it enough?
1: I, I think it's enough. And I for a couple of reasons. One, you know, it, it just came out today that there is it was it was made clear by Treasury and the SBA that there's no cliff here. Uh, when they passed the bill on Friday, and, and it was signed by the president, there was discussion that if you did not meet that 60% payroll threshold, you would get no loan forgiveness. That's not the case. Uh, it's it's just going to be a reduction in in what will be forgiven. But with this, you know, moving to 60-40 and you having 24 weeks uh, for the forgiveness period, you should be able to support that, that 60% payroll number. So I think, I think it is enough. And I think, you know, one of the key elements of this program is to keep uh, employees uh, retained at these small businesses. And it clearly is doing that. I mean, you look at the Friday's unemployment numbers, uh, they just blew everybody away, uh, uh, you know, having unemployment decreased during the month of May. And I think as we look back on that, uh, it will be because of this paycheck protection program.
0: Yeah, which really led me into my final question. I mean, it, it sounds like you're a fan. Do you, do you think the program has been a success? I
1: think the the, the it's pretty impressive what's occurred. Five hundred billion dollars, uh, you know, and approved loans to over you know four and a half million businesses, and that that truly has made a huge impact. What I what I would say, so yes, I think this is uh this it's it's been a work in progress. But a lot of people have had have had good intent to try to, you know, maintain the very important part of the economy, which is the small businesses. And I think what I would like to encourage everyone to think about is businesses that have not applied. There's still 130 billion dollars out there with this with this increased flexibility. If you have been impacted. Um, Take a look at the program, talk to your advisors and really think about applying uh, because I, I think there's a there's a lot of opportunity here. And I'm hoping that some people that did not take advantage of it and need to take advantage of it will during the month of June.
0: Eric Elsgerson is the CEO at CPA.com. Uh, the company has established itself as a thought leader on emerging technologies and as the trusted business advisor to practitioners in the United States with a growing global focus. CPA.com is a subsidiary of the American Institute of CPAs and part of the Association of International Certified Professional Accountants, the world's largest accounting association, and paychecks is a preferred provider of the AICPA business solutions for payroll, retirement, and HR services. For more information about what we discussed today and other coronavirus questions and topics, please visit the Paychex COVID-19 Help Center. The address is paychex.com forward slash coronavirus-resources. Eric, thank you. You're awesome, great information. And uh, we have another conversation to have as well. Uh, Everyone else, thank you for listening and we will see you next time.
1: This podcast is property of Paychex, Inc., 2020, all rights reserved.